Welcome to the Success Starts Within podcast, a podcast dedicated to teaching you all the tools and techniques you need to master the mental game and take your performances to the next level. Here's your host, Eli Straw. Welcome to this training on perfectionism. Within this training, what we're going to do is talk about what perfectionism is, how you can recognize perfectionism within yourself, and then the three tools that you can use to really begin working through perfectionism. So let's get started. To begin, I want to ask you a question. Would you consider yourself a perfectionist? Has somebody called you a perfectionist? Maybe this has been your parents or your coach. They've said, hey, you're really just a perfectionist. Now, what does that actually mean? What do you think it means to consider yourself or to be considered a perfectionist? Well, perfectionism is defined as the need to be and appear perfect, right? So you are wanting to seem perfect, whether it's you feel perfect yourself or whether it's because you want other people to think you're perfect. You have that need to make sure that through your performances, you are seen as perfect. But The trouble that comes with perfectionism is striving for perfection is not at all the same as striving to be your best, right? Striving to be your best, that is a healthy view. That's one where you say, every single day, I am looking for improvement. However, I'm not going to berate myself if one small thing does not go my way. But when you are a perfectionist, you strive for perfection. So what does one small mistake mean to you if you are a perfectionist? It means you weren't perfect. The key difference between being a perfectionist and really just having a healthy strive to be your best is that perfectionism actually is limiting you because perfectionism tears you down when you make a mistake, but you need those mistakes. When you're striving to be the best that you can be, you take the mistakes that you make. Yeah, you're not altogether happy about them, but you understand they're necessary for your growth. So then what do you do? You look at those mistakes And you actually work to improve upon them rather than allowing them to tear yourself down and really just work to weaken your confidence. So by aiming for perfection, like I just said, you are in fact setting yourself up to be a failure within your own mind. That's one of the key things about perfectionism is that it really has nothing to do with what anybody else is thinking of you. You are striving to be perfect. But being perfect is not actually attainable. There's always going to be something you can improve, and that is a great thing because it means you're always going to be able to grow as an athlete. But it's also trouble if you're a perfectionist because you are continually going to be setting yourself up to be a failure. If you are determining and judging your performances off of, was I perfect? If you're never perfect, are you ever going to feel good about the way that you played? No, you are always setting yourself up to be a failure in your own mind. Now, we have to think of the ways that you can recognize perfectionism within yourself. Now, this is important because it gives you clear insight into number one, yes, whether or not you actually are a perfectionist. Because sometimes you may not actually be a perfectionist. Maybe you just have some strive to be your best that sometimes borderlines perfectionism, but you're not actually a perfectionist. But on the other hand, if any of these really resonate with you, that's a pretty clear sign that you're a perfectionist and you really need to start doing something about it. So number one is you are extremely hard on yourself. As a perfectionist, you're going to really just beat yourself up over the smallest mistakes. And I get it. I am very hard on myself as well. But what I've learned is that there's a difference between being hard on myself just for the sake of being hard on myself because I'm demanding perfection and being hard on myself because I'm 
holding on to that vision of what I actually want, which is to do well, to succeed. So you're going to be hard on yourself for a reason, meaning you're going to be hard on yourself making sure that you're actually working towards improvement rather than being extremely hard on yourself where you're really just doing nothing but tearing yourself down and lowering your confidence. Next, as you get depressed when you fall short of perfection, this is going to be because you aren't perfect, right? So if you're not perfect, you don't see yourself as perfect and you're you're just going to pretty much feel depressed and really down on yourself when you fall short of that perfection. Number three is you set extremely high standards for yourself. Almost such high standards that they seem impossible. Now, I'm never one to tell anyone that something is impossible. But you know yourself, right? If you're a basketball player right now and you are averaging 10 points a game and then you all of a sudden say, I expect to average 30 points a game next week. That's kind of an unrealistic jump. Now, you could get there, but you're only going to get there by saying, hey, I want to average 12 points a game. I want to average 15 points a game and allowing that to build upon one another. When you jump from where you are to this extremely high standard, you are pretty much setting yourself up for failure and you're not allowing the small improvements that are necessary to actually make that big leap. Number four is you're plagued by guilt. This guilt is going to happen when you finish every game, you finish every practice, not being perfect. So then you're going to feel guilty that you let yourself down, guilty that you let your team down, guilty that you let your family down. Just guilt is going to be all around you when you're dealing with perfectionism. And number five is that success is never enough, right? You never feel that the success you achieve is quite good enough. Now, this is very troublesome when it comes to building your confidence. When you're wanting to improve confidence, you need to have experience of seeing yourself succeed, which means you have to actually say, hey, Today, I had a success. Now, you made a mistake. That's one thing. But you can't allow that mistake to overshadow the success you had because that success is so important to your confidence moving forward. It's easy to say, I don't need to pay attention to my success because I know what I did well. I need to look to what I didn't do well. I need to look to my mistakes. But in doing so, you are overlooking a key ingredient to continually building confidence, which is going to continually lead to greater and greater performances. Now, number six is that you are prone to procrastination. Procrastination happens a lot, especially within athletes in terms of perfectionism when we're talking about maybe developing a training plan. If you're developing a a strength and conditioning plan for yourself, for example, if you don't quite feel that it is perfect and it is right to the T what you need to be doing, then you are waiting in, in planning mode, waiting until it's going to be perfect for you to actually start moving forward. So you tend to procrastinate a lot. And if you're in school, this might come and show itself in class, right? You might be procrastinating on planning for a project. Or if you're in work, you might be procrastinating on working towards that thing that is due because it's not quite perfect yet. Or you're procrastinating and turning it in because you don't feel that it's perfect yet. All that sort of procrastination that stems from not feeling like something is ready yet or not feeling like something is good enough could be a pretty clear sign that you're dealing with perfectionism. Number seven is that you are constantly looking for mistakes. This goes back to what I was talking about a second ago in terms of success is never enough. As a perfectionist, you have an ever-searching eye for mistakes. The reason is you have to find mistakes because in your mind, even though you want to be perfect, you don't actually think you can be perfect. So instead of looking for reasons that you're perfect, which would make sense if you think I want to be, a, I want to be perfect, I'm a perfectionist, I'm going to look for signs that I am perfect. That's not how it works. You end up looking for signs that show you weren't perfect. So you always are looking for mistakes. Number eight is that you never feel perfect, right? That's <laughs> what I just said. Even though you want to be perfect, you never feel perfect as a perfectionist. 
Number nine is you cannot allow yourself to celebrate success because success, if it's not seen as perfection, isn't worth your time celebrating. And then number 10 is that you avoid taking on a new challenge. You may avoid taking on a new challenge or you know, maybe going to a new tryout or joining a new team, going to a new level because you are afraid that you're not going to be perfect. You know that whenever you're trying something new, whenever you go to a tryout, whenever you get on a new team, there is the chance that you might not make it. There's a chance you might not be the best there. There's a chance you might not be good enough. And that chance leads to fear. The fear that you're going into a situation where you may not be perfect. So look over these 10 reasons. And if any one of them really stands out and resonates with you, well, then that is a very good chance and an indicator that you are dealing with perfectionism right now. So what can you do? Well, there are three tools that you can use to really work to overcome perfectionism. Number one is to focus on the positives. Within the mind of a perfectionist is an interesting dance between wanting to be perfect and not believing that you can be perfect. This results in you always examining your performance and your life for mistakes because you're never really satisfied with anything. Now, does that sound like you at all? Are you always analyzing things because you don't actually believe you could be perfect? When you're wanting to counteract that, and you're wanting to counteract this perfectionism, one of the best tools you can use is focusing on the positives. One of the things I have every athlete I work with do is a set of post-performance questions that they do after training and they do after a game. And the number one thing they do first is answering a question that asks them to list out the main positive areas of their performance. So they are training themselves to first focus on the positives. When you begin focusing more on the positives, what you realize is that your attention and what you focus on can be trained. Over the course of many years, you have trained yourself to focus on the negative. But what you can do by beginning to focus on the positives right now is really realize that, hey, I can start switching that attention and force myself to focus more on the positives rather than immediately focusing on the negatives. The second tool is to alter your self-talk. Now, this one is really going to focus on the conversation that goes on within your head. As a perfectionist, it is likely that your internal dialogue is a negative one. After a mistake, you begin speaking down to yourself. After a game or after a match or a practice, you really begin analyzing and finding the mistakes you made, finding the things you didn't do well, and just tearing yourself up over them. What you want to do to work through this is by beginning to alter the way that you speak to yourself, altering your self-talk. To alter your self-talk, you have to understand that your brain is something that you can program and it works off of repetition. Over many years, you have been repeating these negative statements to yourself, whether you've been hearing it from other people and you've adopted it yourself or whether it originated with you and you've been doing this more unconsciously. The fact remains the same that this has happened through repetition. But what you can do now is with some deliberate repetition and consistency, You can reprogram your brain to speak to yourself more confidently, more calmingly, more upliftingly, and that's really going to reduce that negative self-talk that you have. So for tool number two is you really just want to focus on altering your self-talk. Now, tool number three is learning to enjoy the process. In order to enjoy the process, you need to become process-oriented, and that means you set a desired goal for yourself just one time, right? I'm not saying that you can't have a desire for how the game's going to go, but you set that intention once, and then you focus on the daily process of getting there. Or if we're talking in terms of a game, you focus on the small activities and aspects within the game that are part of your process, your responsibilities that you need to focus on. And as long as you continually focus on the end result, you're not going to be putting as much effort into the process. 
And you have to ask yourself, what do I want? I want that end result. Okay, that end result is there. We're going to set it aside. How do you get there? Do you get there by wanting it and willing it and hoping that you're going to get that end result, hoping that you're going to get that hit, hoping that you're going to win that game? No. You get it by setting that intention and now turning your attention onto the process, turning your attention onto the small things you need to do, the minute details, the specific mindset you need to have, the routines you use that you know and you trust are going to put you in the best position to get that outcome that you want. So when you're wanting to begin learning to enjoy the process, what I recommend is setting yourself some process goals. So some things that you're going to focus on during the game that are within your process, within your control that you can turn your attention to. And by doing that, once again, just like with focusing more on the positives, you're training your attention and you're training yourself to focus more on the process rather than be so consumed with the end result. Put these tools into practice and watch as your perfectionism transforms into a healthy desire to be the best that you can be. Because that's what you want after all, right? You have perfectionism because you think it's the best way that's going to help you become the best that you can be. But after going through this training, you know that's not the best mindset to have. It's actually holding you back. What you need is a growth mindset, one that looks at mistakes like opportunities. So put these three tools into practice, work through perfectionism, and and develop that healthy mindset where you are just simply striving to be the best player that you can be. In the description below, there's a link to a free training on how to compete with a championship mindset. It's going to talk about what a championship mindset is, how you can develop one specifically for yourself, and then how you can actually implement this and build it moving forward. So if you're interested in that, if you're ready to compete with a championship mindset and become the best player that you can be, go ahead and click that link and start the free training. Thank you for watching, and I wish you the best of success in all that you do. If you want to hear more mental game tips, subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to the Success Starts Within YouTube channel, Follow Eli on Instagram, the handle is at Eli Straw, and subscribe to our weekly newsletter at successstartswithin.com.